Hello, my name is Rina Deepthi Annabelle, aka Mommy Imperfect, and you're listening to The Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, the weekly podcast where I explore womanhood with the help of my fabulous guests. And at the end of the month, I do a power panel episode, and that's where I get together with my friends Romy and Kirith and take a look at the female-focused news stories from the last few weeks. And, all, you know, sometimes it's just things that we want to get off our chest, basically. But these episodes are always a lot of fun, and we've known each other for over 20 years, so you're going to get 100% unfiltered girl chat and we are also live on YouTube. So if you are watching live, then feel free to join in with the chat. Drop us a comment, even if you're listening, however you are, then definitely drop us a comment because we do love hearing from you. And here is what we're going to be talking about over the next uh, 40 minutes, hour or so. Right, the difference between self-care and selfishness, healthy Hindus and getting going back to your motherland. So ladies, hello. Hello, Kirith and Romy. How are you doing? Yeah. Good, I'm good. I've just noticed how messy my background is, but I can't even. <laughs> are, are they like socks or pants thrown over the uh, the, the wardrobe? No, this the is my daughter's. This is my daughter's room, but I think that's her old. That's part of her uniform on top of the cupboard there. Never mind. Uh, no, I'm good. I am good. I'm getting ready for some warmer weather. Yeah, and uh, yeah, ready to go. Cool. You all right, Kirit? Can you hear us? I'm okay. okay. How are you? I'm I'm I doing can. good. I'm doing I can, good. but it keeps cut out a bit. Yeah, you've gone a bit blurry, but it's all right. We can hear you. Um, well, okay. okay. So, ladies, let's get straight into this, right? Um, do you think that therapy speak is making us more selfish? And by that, I mean, oh. are we using terms like boundaries, toxic relationships, self care, gaslighting to justify ignoring other people's feelings, always putting ourselves first? And sometimes even backing away from our own families. Gareth, I'm going to let you go first on that one. Oh, this is like a really horrible one for me because um, people who might support me are going to think this is probably an unpopular opinion. But I think these terms are too loosely used, too widely used, I think. I mean, some of these terms come about from pop culture and from society and then they get used like yesterday in the news you heard about love bombing now being taken into consideration as abuse so while it's called love bombing it's now like being recognized more formally so those things are important but I think it's important to keep these words and terms in clinical settings or you know the official settings the more we use them out and about the meaning more the less meaning they have. And somebody, as somebody who suffered a lot of these mm. things, I didn't know the terms of what was happening to me. And I'm, I'm you know, learn, I've learned them all afterwards. I didn't even know what catfishing was. The police explained that to me because <clears throat> I never watched catfish. But um, things like love bombing, um, you know, boundaries, triangulation, all, all those terms get thrown at me. I know, like, we all know what they are. We all know how it feels. But once you use, start using the formal words, it's like, oh, it scares people into whatever. And I, I, mean, I always tell people off for using the word trigger. Yeah, um, you've said that before, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like I, I was literally about three weeks ago triggered by a report I had to read on my case. And that was a trigger and it set off nightmares and all sorts of things for two or three weeks. Now, that was a trigger. It wasn't just an emotional memory that made me feel a bit upset. There's a difference. Um, and 
it's it's those things and just things like um yeah boundaries these things we we do have to have them but i think that they're not the same for everybody and that's by overusing them mm. we make a clinical term or a formal term we turn it into something else and that's my my boundary might be something else with you but it might be something else with another friend yeah. so you know that because these things are personal and then you're putting a formal whatever onto them it's like oh it's you know where where are the boundaries to this you know where are the boundaries mm -hmm. to using these languages when do we use them formally when so I think I think yeah I mean everything's become more colloquial everyone you know every next person is posting meaningful memes and this and that and giving advice on socials and for somebody like me I just like just whatever I'm like I don't want to hear it. I've been through it. You're talking nonsense, mate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's how I feel. Well, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad um, you've said it. You know, it's like, I'm glad you've said it because, you know, you have been through a lot. And if people are listening and they're wondering what we're talking about, then uh, just look up um, Girith, Sweet Bobby, and you'll find out because, you know, Girith's uh, been through a lot basically that's the case that you mentioned um and I thought I'm sure regular listeners know about this already but it but it is a bit mm. like you know you you can't kind of have you can't have a disagreement with somebody or step away with from someone who you don't agree with uh, without saying oh they're just toxic they were gaslighting me yeah toxic no yeah I had somebody I knew very recently who not who I've known since I was a kid um, we're not close or anything, but we talk occasionally, um, and I know the family. And um, I think I said something, something had come up, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realise you knew so-and-so, that so-and-so from da, da, da. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not speaking to him. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm not saying that. I said I was just really surprised that you know him that well, that's all. And um, and it was, re again, related to my case. And um, I was like, okay. And I just said, oh, no, he, he probably doesn't even know he was a victim. I just casually said, he probably doesn't even know he's a victim. And the guy just got so scared. And he said, stop gaslighting me. And he blocked me. Literally oh like God. that. Yeah. And I was like, what? You know, like, whoa, hang on there. And this guy's supposed to be somebody who's mindful and whatever and works with people. To, And I was just like, whatever. You know, it's like. Oh my God. So when people use these terms, you've got to actually stand up for them as well. Um, you've got to be able to say, do you know something? That's really bad. If that person was a victim, you know, you've got to want to, if you're really doing it from a good place, then you have to be a good person and go all the way. You can't mm. half-heartedly do it. No. I mean, I mean, like, it's it's funny with, like, with my kids as well. Like, they'll they'll say things like, and they'll they'll say things and they'll think that they invented things like that's a red flag and I'm like and then I'll say it and they're like oh my god like really are you trying to copy the way we speak I'm like oh, what like excuse me but people have been saying that for ages number one and and also they'll the gaslighting and these things you know they'll they know and it rolls off the tongue you know and like my eldest I is 14 really years old where do you think they're getting that from is that that must be from like youtube <coughs> yeah social media tiktok tiktok media. that yeah. kind of thing yeah. youtube shorts and all that kind of thing and, and you know and tv programs as well yeah but they do start talking about it at school as well when they're talking about internet safety they do that's they, the red they, flag and that's this they do. and it's like and to be fair i do feel like gen z are kind of leading the way in speaking up about things that our generation 
didn't speak okay. up about before we didn't feel that comfortable to speak about things and okay maybe it has slightly gone the other way which is why we're talking about this but you know looking after your mental health better uh, and all that kind of thing uh it's it's a good thing and so they they have spoken about this we never what world did we know about any of this nothing we couldn't even well, talk we about all deranged? no no <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but okay. no, it's. I like to think I'm You not. send the topic through. It's like, you know, like it, it's really interesting, but it's like, why have we got to this point in the first place? Why has mental health just gone this way? And we've talked about it so many times on here. Like, what, you know, what, why do we need to use these terms to start putting these boundaries in? You know, what was so wrong before? You know, we, we can probably reel off a whole load of things, but is Gen Z weaker or are they actually stronger? Mm. There's a, you know, for me, there's mm. a massive question mark around these things. And I'm not saying I, I'm saying yes, one word, but yes, they're good. They're getting to speak out and say what needs to be said. But also, are we immediately go, oh, my God, you're gaslighting me. Ah, oh, my God, run, run, mm. run. Or, you know, and then and then you labeling people. I mean, not narcissism is another one that really gets to me. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That dealing narcissistic. with the narc. yeah yeah and you're like oh you know it's somebody might display a few narcissistic traits or because they do something once yeah that's you know, it you're done it's, for it's life prolonged. Yeah. yeah and it's a yeah. prolonged pattern of behavior that you're looking at it's not a and you know it's very and it's not nice to label people like that no because immediately you put a pattern and people say oh that that you might not get on with that person somebody else might it just might mean that you're not a good fit it doesn't mean that person's a not because you've used the term so loosely it's dangerous yeah and that's how I feel that's Um, become the baseline of 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 describing anybody who you feel like doesn't really quite fit into yourself or you're not quite sure about them or whatever so I don't know it might used to it used to be mad woman or bonkers or crazy or bargain but now it's like oh she's toxic or she's toxic and it encompasses so many yeah. like you know it's another level isn't it it's another level yeah or narcissistic or whatever and we've got all these all this new language haven't we and I think um it really depends on context and intent if whether it's being abused like you know are we just abusing all these words and just saying oh well sorry I don't want to talk to you anymore so I'm just gonna you know make this your up. problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh this is a boundary and all this sort of stuff mm. and another thing I found was really interesting in the article that you sent Rena, which was you know if you're on the receiving end of all this therapy speak like you know if you if a friend says to you oh breaks up with you basically and and says that you know they're just it's not you it's me and I'm concentrating on myself and I really can't give you the emotional space to sort of you know deal with your shit it's just basically what they're saying that's horrible isn't it like if any of you said that to me I'd be like oh my god I probably need a dictionary to look it all up first exactly figure out exactly what I mean, you mean so it's really easy to be the giver to be like yeah and, and to spew it out people. to spew uh, you know I mean, we all yeah. we all I think that's ab- being abused. Yeah. The, the thing is, I like, think it's taking advantage of the terms, the terminology. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. using something for your benefit rather than to help everybody. Yeah, and to say, and it's the actual words as well, isn't it? Because they're so sort of like clinical, clinical right? Like, and, yeah. and so I I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be like, a, I'd have to probably go and look them up to probably really like really understand. No, I yeah. would, I would. I just am trying to make you know. I mean, yeah. I know, obviously, I know what toxic and narcissistic and all those things mean, but I would, it, it, they're just really scary words to, for, for people to say yeah, to you. So, yeah. but, and also, so, and we don't know what everything means, because you know what? 
I no, actually, we're, not, we're not therapists. No, no we're but not. also like you, a degree in it. You but have now to be on the degree. Yeah. <laughs> they have, but also you have to be on it with the terms. You have to be on it with the terms because I didn't for a long time. I didn't know what a non-binary meant or binary or I was like, I don't like for a long time, like probably more longer than I should have, you know, so you have to be kind of like and we're kind of people who you know are kind of with it take life so, as it is yeah but like but i'm just saying just, yeah. you know but the, the thing that you talked about and, and what was in that article that i sent you guys about all of this was like um uh i just want to give an example of it right which that you spoke about Romy, when um I don't know, some, somebody got dumped by their longtime friend over text, right? And this is this was part of this article. And then the friend was like, oh, you know, is it something um, I did? And then um, the, the, the friend wrote, I'm in a place where I'm trying to honour my needs and act in alignment with what feels right within the scope of my life. And I'm afraid our friendship doesn't fit in that framework. This is the friend writing this, right? I can no longer hold the emotional space you wanted me to. And I think the support you need is beyond the scope of what I can offer. Um, it, it is, can I just say Is something? that a HR memo or like, you know? Well, this is... That that whole thing, that whole saga there was what made me question, like, why would you do that on text anyway? That's pretty bad. <laughs> yes, well, okay. That's, that's, that's no, but bad behaviour, isn't it? Because if you feel yeah. that way, then perhaps this, but, was, this was a conversation. And actually, if you care about this person, this person was your friend. Yes, you don't want to be friends with them, but they deserve that, right? I mean, this person deserves... So how is that person saying... And the other, because it's the so easy. Is, they probably also but, hate confrontation. But the other thing so is... Why not just say, look, you're my mate. I've got stuff going on. I just can't be dealing with your stuff right now. Yeah, that's the that's straightforward speak for yeah. it. Because right? people don't, they don't actually say that to each other that much anymore. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed. I do. We, <laughs> I do you do. Okay. But however, um, now, you know, people used to pick up the phone. How are you? Okay. That picking up the phone, mm. using a phone for an actual phone call for, um, Gen Z people generally, I'm just generalizing, it's it's rare. It's rare that you would actually just phone someone, hello, use a phone for, for being a phone, right? It's either mm. any one of these social media ways to get in touch with someone or WhatsApp or something like that. You know, it's really that. And I think all voice notes, because voice notes is like you, okay, yes, we can't be bothered to type sometimes, right? But sometimes- it's a halfway a, house. Yeah, but mm. then sometimes a voice note is, I don't want to get a response from the other person. I want to just say my thing, right? I want to say my thing. And something like this is, I don't want a response from you. I want to just say my thing. And 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 what I think what's happening now, like I'm not a psychologist, it's just my personal view, is that like a two-way conversation, it's not, it's, it, it can be an uncomfortable thing. It can be an uncomfortable thing, yeah. right? But it's a normal part of communication, a normal part of life. But, but people are a bit more like wary of that now because it's like oh well then they're gonna say this and I'm gonna say that and then you know how am I gonna like say my bit and you know what I it's think play and out then... the conversation in the head before uh, anything uh, yeah. even happened and we, I mean we've all done that in our lives yeah. regardless of what era we're in but it's obviously if you're not used to having two-way conversations and this is where I say you know all these things that are so important human interaction communication 
all these things are so important and we're not doing enough of it we're not seeing mm. people face to face enough you're not meeting up with friends and going out enough yeah. you know social lives aren't exactly social lives there's always got to be something bigger to it or you know everyone's busy taking pictures rather than actually concentrating yes. on your yeah, friends and having fun, um, yeah. it, it, all that kind of stuff and and you know I feel that's half the problem why you know, that anxiety exists because you don't know how to have that conversation. You don't know how to deal with those important issues and communications that you need to have. And and then it leads to like, it's that kind of a righteousness. I've, I've used this language, therefore it justifies my feelings because <clears throat> these are clinical terms. Yeah, right? I'm just going to shut so, you down. I'm just going to yeah. shut you down. <laughs> and that's abusive. And yeah. and if you look at um, narcissism and those things, that behavior in itself, when you shut another person down and don't have that, allow that two-way communication, that's an abusive trait. Mm-hmm. So it, you go around in a full circle with it. Um, I think it's quite important to to kind of realize that obviously these terms are they're they are necessary and the therapy is necessary therapy speakers necessary because therapy is necessary and you know yeah. one in four people in the uk experience a mental health problem each year right so that's a, a lot of people yeah, we've all become more educated <clears throat> on, on, all, we on have. all these things right that, and that's great and that's it, it know, is that's, great that's a good thing. but the people a lot of people who are using these terms and you know on social media making these videos and they're whatever they're just influencers they're not well they're exactly they're some not practitioners no yeah. you're 100% right like some of them are actual uh, psychiatrists or psychologists some of them are and 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 I know some who are amazing you know Mumta's one yeah. of them and you know I've had him mm. on, pre- on other shows and whatever and on this podcast and they're very informative and they talk a lot of sense but then there's some people yeah, Dr Julie's another one on Instagram she's really yeah good she's well. re- mm. she is really good as well um but follow the right people it, that follow the right you know? that's it follow the right people who are actually qualified people they've spent years of their life dedicated to this field and they know what they're talking about not oh you learned a few terms and you're throwing them around willy-nilly and uh i don't know like you know obviously kiddoth you've had therapy you know and when you have therapy those that it's not just throwing around those terms it's actually not oh, like definitely actually not. you don't even hear you don't even hear the you don't you don't even yeah. use those terms really um it, it's very very like you talk normally you talk you know like you don't go around there and like yeah he gaslit me like you actually explain what happened and like it's for them to tell you it's gaslighting or it's for them to tell you it's whatever so you know I talk like my witness statement for example does not ever use a clinical term it literally explains I said this but I was certain 100% certain 200% certain that that was what was happened but I was being told by five people that was not true so I was being gaslit right mm. that's called gaslit but yeah. I had to I didn't know the term then but obviously I know it now but that's not how you explain you don't turn around and tell somebody it's like you, you're, you're saying what you know you're, you're diagnosing something before it's mm, yeah. you know before you've heard symptoms <clears throat> yeah um what do we think about this whole self-care thing so self-care you know we must concentrate on self-care and a bit self-care and all this where where is there a line between self-care and selfishness now 
I know that might be a controversial thing to say because people are like, oh my God, but don't you like having time for yourself and doing a face mask and this and that? But then sometimes it is a bit like, you know what? No, I'm not joining in self-care, my mental health. I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that for you and whatever. Have we become a little bit selfish in, in the name of self-care? It's just another term, isn't it? I don't know. It depends on what you're giving up on. I mean, are you giving up on night in front of the TV with your partner or or are you giving up on, you know, I I don't know. It's really, it's a fine line, I feel like. Um, Subjective again. Yeah, exactly. It's subjective again. I don't really feel like, you know, I'm I'm self, just being aware of self-care, the word, you know, we always throw about, oh, you've got to look after yourself, got to look after yourself. And you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never really made a difference to me. I've never gone, oh, right, I'm now going to look after myself. But the word self-care and, and the spotlight on it and all these things we can do and, and just, you know, linking, you know, spending time with yourself, with your mental health and all that kind of stuff. It has really made, um, so I've made, I've made efforts to sort of, to do self-care. So I will take time out on the weekend even if it's just an hour and I don't feel like I've slipped into selfishness yet I mean I you know I still do the things I need to do I still help the kids when they you know all that kind of stuff but I can see that that could happen with with some people and it and again it can just be an excuse of sorry I can't meet you on that date uh, because you know my kids are busy and like I yeah. said earlier, yeah thanks for me like, as, as you said self- today about something yeah. else <laughs> Yeah, but it does slip it. But I can see how, you know, again, you can bandy it around and just say, oh, no, sorry, I uh, I can't come to this wedding or I can't come to this, you know, function mm. now because I'm practicing self-care. But I have, it has, it has actually entered my mind a little bit, like, you know, because you know how, you know, it's, you know, Indian wedding season is coming or any wedding yeah. season's coming up now, right? And so, so many functions and stuff. And sometimes I do think, gosh, it's you a know, lot it's a lot in it every yeah. weekend and should I feel oh should I I mean can I ring this person up and say you know what I'm just really tired and I need a few and, and I and I and I will go no because uh, you know I can't do that because I'm just gonna sit there by myself and probably you know regret not going or you know all those sorts of things and I'm going to see lots of people and that's really that's almost self-care as well sometimes as well isn't it just Mm. just that's what I'm saying and seeing people and just you know cousins and people you haven't met Mm. in a long time nice yeah yeah I don't yeah go on didn't we just call this me time once upon a time me time yeah me time or looking after yourself yeah 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 you know constantly I need some me time you know that's what we just say yeah. it needs some me time and it's mm. like that's your time for yourself and it's just another term but self-care makes it sound so much more formal yeah. and it, you know it's that whole put thing. it in the diary self-care <laughs> it's like self-care you know hour out for I self-care don't I don't know whether like I like I was just saying you know when you're saying looking after yourself or me time I probably didn't really take that on board but I really but, did with self-care yeah I know self-care I makes it like just, more formal yeah I mean, I guess so that's, that's what I'm why. saying it can be it can be a good thing um but I'm, I'm going to move on to the next thing now because I, it's a lunchtime live and obviously I don't want it to go over an hour but also you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned weddings as well there right and that whole thing of like weddings you know you're going to go to this function that function obviously we are all Indian and we have like a thousand functions per wedding it's wedding season that could be multiple functions multiple like you know hundreds of pounds spent on everything including outfits and presents whatever so oh, yeah. um because wedding season is coming up, it means that Hindu season has begun, right? And so there seems to be this change from, 
you know, the back in the day thing of getting pissed in a pub, wearing a veil and an L plate. And then I was quite 90s, actually. I think we kind of did that for you, Romy, didn't we? Um, something like that and then like mm -hmm. and then you know it became like the excesses of like you know having overpriced shots in overpriced clubs and then like oh let's all go to Dubai for a girls week for a hen night and craziness like that so now the new trend is healthy Hindus. so healthy Hindus is like uh you know cookery classes yoga classes together um I don't know spas and things like that do you think that that is a better way to celebrate a bride to be or do you think the whole thing has gone a bit mental and people should go back to just having a drink with friends you know I hadn't heard of this healthy Hindu I had to I had to laugh out loud you know when I heard that because <laughs> I am actually going on a Hindu and it is not anything healthy maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe the it's very unhealthy the vitamin, D, the vitamin D I will get in Ibiza will be healthy <laughs> but I'm not, you know i mean you should see the whatsapp group there's no there's no there's no it's all about party 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 and yeah i mean whatever that party means right it doesn't necessarily okay. mean getting getting lashed but yeah there's going to be a lot of that but so i i i mean i would do all those things with you both on an on a on a spa weekend or a whatever but it doesn't really equate to Hindus because Hindus you know obviously they're supposed to be like the final hurrah as a single person right to let loose <laughs> I mean and, and of course you can do that whilst doing a sound bath with everyone around you but if that's your idea of fun then fabulous you know but no I haven't that's not planned for this weekend right so a, a very wholesome and unhealthy uh Hindu for you. No, I said the vitamin D that I will receive. Yes. Is oh, oh, yeah, healthy. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there might be some oh, yeah. fruit juice in the in the cocktails as well if you want to um, look at it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I wouldn't equate. I wouldn't equate the two. But actually, quite fun. Quite fun. But it doesn't does it really have to be a Hindu? No, it could be those sorts of things. Sound the holiday. Fabulous. I mean, Gideth, yeah. what what do you what do you think? Okay. Do you think it's all gone a bit mad and it's like too much money and just too much time doing these things? So it's nice to make it special, like you're saying, the final hurrah and all that kind of stuff. It's good. You need a bit of cheek on the night. Um, you know, you need a bit of fun. You need one well, night or weekend. You you want to have that fun and you want to relate it to that the occasion. And I think that's what's important. But I've never, you know, I'm not somebody who's about excesses. Um, oh, I don't know. Can you can you hear me? Both yeah, yeah, still? yeah. You're both frozen. No, no, no. Well, we can you hear us? Okay, we are fine. listening intently um, about you're not. You don't do excesses. I can. Okay. I can. Yeah, I couldn't hear. You. Yes. So yeah, you know, I'm not excessive in anything I do, but I do like to go the extra mile to make things nice and important and that kind of thing. But it's like, um, you know, if a whole weekend is too much for me. It's like do a day, do a night, you know, you might want to all stay the night after having the night out, but you want to have the fun bit of it. So you might want to do something nice and relax. But, you know, for me, it's like kind of maybe relax and work up to the night out and you're going to have a bit of cheek. Things like strippers and that kind of stuff is not me. People still do it. People do do it. And but that kind of stuff's not what I'm about. But yeah, you can be cheeky in a bar or in a club or wherever you're going out and having a good time. Um, but yeah, healthy, wholesome. But I don't know. I don't know. I just think it should be a good night out. 
with a bit of a, you, you have that mm. laugh that cheek and you have that be make your hen the center of attention do what you need to do make it memorable you know it's it's um it, but yeah you don't have to go crazy doing it um uh so it's the, a sign of the times isn't it it's like you know 10 years ago stag do's hen do's it you know they've got such a not a bad reputation but you know some countries don't even want you to who was it recently was it amsterdam who's banned stag parties oh, or, or they or they did they did that video to say please don't come here or something i can't remember now maybe it was amsterdam yeah it was yeah somewhere that did that recently because it has given them a bad reputation mm. but that's like you no know, like compared to hindus stag dues they're like that's some next level stag dues have always been some on another level no one is going to tie their female friend to a lamppost but naked and do madness like that which <laughs> has been the case with some are guys, going right? to a club night yeah i went to a club night in shoreditch once and there was a guy naked sellotape to a lamppost <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That, that's oh what I'm saying. God. No one, no woman will but do I'm that like, to their female whoa. friend. It's it's definitely a guy thing. No. I think that's definitely a guy thing. Um, Romy, do you remember your hen night? Yeah. So we, you, Gilles, you. I remember you couldn't make it for some reason, but then you had a lot I of input into the cheek. You know, you're saying the cheek. You definitely added yeah, the yeah, cheek the without even being there with like, <laughs> which you because because you were wearing this big board like this big like. I don't oh, know, yeah. like gigantic a poster on my back or something. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was a massive, like cardboard uh, poster, gigantic, hung off of you with, oh, you know, I'm getting married and I've got to do this, this. It is my hen night and I've got to do this, this, this oh, tonight. Yeah. I don't know, like to do list, to do list, which were all like very, uh, like some questionable thing. Not like too bad, like you know, if anyone who is related to you <laughs> is watching this or your own husband. I can say that, you know, you were very good. Nothing like uh, dodgy happened, but it was like fun stuff. And you had definitely, you had a veil, right? And some veil. El- something like that. But it was it was a fun night. It was like dinner and drinks and yeah. it was fun. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't, fun. It, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a week in Dubai or something like that. I mean, this, these are people's head nights now sometimes. A week in Dubai, I know. And actually, I was just rem- trying to remember what we did for... My cousin and, and and we tried to packing so many things and actually that did include like other stuff like we Wait, did how a hen night if it we, we did it we did like a hen Thames week no but hen on the on the, you did on what? the Thames it was really good what? like a speedboat on the Thames wow that was really cool that was really cool actually um and we did like afternoon tea and it's like you said good it's built up to sort of an evening out I mean I guess yeah I think it's I think it's great that people are finding alternative ways and maybe more holistic ways to doing stuff because not everyone's into that sort of lad and ladette culture and not everyone's into alcohol like they used to be though you know it's, yeah. it's that sort of fashion it's yeah out, yeah, yeah. It's that's true like people aren't really doing that kind of stuff and actually now if I you know when I'm not sure about the, the full plans of it if there were if there was something different yeah I'd probably say bring it on you know I like a sound I think I think I said just to say a sound bath or something before <laughs> maybe that might be fun. I, don't, I don't even know what that is I don't. I don't even know what that is. Maybe I'll... you know they have those bowls, oh, and then right. they like Ding. tap it, and it makes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and it's like this aura that I don't know. Washes over you, know, so you have a the sound. Uh, yeah, okay. Let them wash over for you. Some, yeah. For me, and... for Henry's tag being too holistic is just like I. I'd get like, come on, where's the fun in it? Like, I don't yeah. find like it's nice, but you. I still feel like you still to build up to something fun and memorable, cheeky. That whole thing i mean 
what chocolate do you think will, of chocolate willies and all that chocolate yes what do you think of Hagnite? the chocolate willies the whole... don't you remember the chocolate willies were part of your bridal shower or something and then yeah um, who ended were. up eating them for me? Yeah, yeah, I mean, those were still popular because on the WhatsApp group, there I've got lots of willy themed um, props that we're going to make my cousin wear right. from the airport, you know. <laughs> Di- um, didn't your five-year-old cousins end up eating those chocolates? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, um, if they knew what they were. No, they just, they just... best that it didn't, yeah. Chocolate. It was just chocolate. It's just chocolate, um, yeah. But, no, but what about yeah. Hagnite? What do you think of those? Because a, a lot of people start doing joint hen and stag Oh, okay. No, you're gonna spend the rest of your life together. Like, do your own thing, and then I don't. That's my thing, anyway. That's just like, but but lots of people are doing them, are they? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think they are, and it's and you know, we've done, we've even done like we've like the girls, we've even gone away on a on a sten, a sten, which is basically like a stack, like a what did you say, hag? Yes, yeah. so we called it Sten, and it was it was my sister in law's brother that was getting married, and um, we just decided that we would go on holiday, <laughs> like before the wedding, and and just have a nice sort of like you know nothing to do with the groom, nothing to do with the bride. We just thought, well, let's all his cousins and sisters just get together and and, and go to. I think we went I to love Brussels, that. and it was great. Yeah, it was excuse, kind of a good, like kind excuse. of a good way to get to know the other side and watch you like. You know, when you got the wedding, especially in our stuff, when you love yeah. that cheek and getting to know people beforehand, you know what you yeah. can do on the wedding day and how you can do stuff, and it's kind of a good way of doing getting to know them. Yeah, and their what they, you know, what they can take and what they can't take. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. like it, no, I'm all yeah. for the classic, classic, and uh, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like, I, in in terms of like financially, I have been that friend who, you know, when you feel pressured to do things, like, oh, well, let's do a week here, and then like, and I have done that, and I couldn't afford it at the time, but you feel like, oh, my friend's getting married, and you know, because we like some of us got married when we were quite young. You were twenty three, Romy. Another one of our mm. friends got married at a very similar age, and you know, when you're young and you're trying to, well, you're basically young and broke, and you know. Yeah. They- <laughs> And, and it's like, and it's quite difficult, especially if you're living on your own and stuff and renting, then it's like, oh, you know, a week here for a hen thing. And you kind of feel pressured to spend money that you don't really yeah. have. And so yeah. I just, I just remember being that person. And so I would understand completely if it was like, if someone was like, you know, it's, it's just too much. And I like, I, I always think that because having been that person, can everybody afford it? Is it okay? Is it too much pressure on people? Because mm. then you've got presents and you've got like the actual wedding and this and that. It's a lot. It's a that, lot. Being a it's guest a is a financial a commitment, isn't it? It's quite a financial yeah. commitment. Exactly. Yeah, no, it is nowadays, isn't it? There's so much, there's so much to it mm. that you don't, you know, you don't realise at the time, but you know, you've just got to set your boundaries. <laughs> I, I, I also think part of this holistic <laughs> I was avoiding sorry, using that sorry. word earlier. I, I was know, like boundaries. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but that whole holistic thing earlier, sometimes I feel like it, it's a way of, you know how like the bride always does her little thing beforehand to relax. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll just do it as a joint thing so she doesn't do it separately either because everyone's going to do it anyway. Like the spa thing yes. sometimes. And, you know, things like... Oh, you've cut out. You've cut out. Gireth is currently frozen. So do you know what? I'm going to... Oh, Kirit, where are you? Come back, come back, come back. (laughs) Okay, so listen, I'm sure she's going to be back on soon, but I'm going to move on to the final topic, which is kind of like 
something that I really want to talk. Oh, hello, are you back? Are you unfrozen? Are you frozen or are you frozen? I think so. What's going on? My internet keeps. Yeah, it's, it's your internet. It's the internet that's like... being a bit funny today. But I've I've just said that I'm moving on to the final topic. So I just hello, hello, hello. hello Can you hear I'm me? Back. Can you hear me? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna like lose the other internet. I think. Oh, okay. All right. So listen, I I wanted no, to really on. talk Sorry, about. Again. I wanted to talk there. about something that is is kind of like a personal one. This one, it's not in the news or whatever, but it's something that came to the forefront of my mind after this family trip to Ghana that I've just come back from, and that is kind of like the importance of going, you know, back home to your motherland. You know, it really just made me think about this, and I've really been feeling it recently, like this whole like that connection that you have with your mother country. Like, how important do you think it is to uh, go home at, like what well, back home wherever back home is if you're a child of an immigrant to how is it like a vital piece of the puzzle for you to go to that motherland do you think or, or is it like you know what we're British now that's a very like uh, old school thing and let's just leave that there and move on from it it depends I think it really depends on the connection that you feel that, that when you're there I mean you clearly you had a you know emotional and a spiritual connection and you felt and you perhaps you felt it and I've had some trips to India where I've you know I I have definitely felt that when I was younger and we've been going not regularly but I think we had been two or three times before before I had got married and I had felt those things I think older later in life less so I just felt like um I don't know, maybe it was just the experience we had on that particular trip, but I, it doesn't feel like home. Um, doesn't feel like home. I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm British and, and home is, is the UK. So it doesn't, I don't really, I don't still feel like I have that connection. I'm, I, I might go on a trip. I don't know. We're planning one in the next year or two and feel differently. So I, I guess it depends on where you are sort of, I guess, emotionally at that time as well. But I have definitely had trips where I felt, oh, wow, you know, I feel a real affinity with where I am. And I, you know, this feels and I, and I have actually physically felt it like on the inside. And I remember, you know, those memories are seared in. I, I, I have had some brilliant trips over there. And then sometimes I've I, it's been the opposite. But um, are, are you glad that you've had these experiences, though, that you've actually gone and touched that midi of the oh, place where your of family course. are? Of course, yeah, definitely. We've mm. had some really nice holidays, and it's you know we've we've you know we've taken the kids as well. Um, we've shown them this is where you know Nana and Nani were brought up. This is Nani's house. This is you know Nanaji's house, and and they love seeing that. I mean, I hope they. I mean, those have been great trips. Those have been really really nice sort of mm, nice, nice trips. Yeah. And going back to Harmandra Saab or going you know nice going to the temples and stuff. We've done all of those things, and it's been it's been lovely, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I and and that's what they are. They're great trips. They're great trips. Mm. Yeah, and that's fair enough. You don't need to feel like oh, I need to live there now. You know what I mean? But get it. What no, about you? I, I, I couldn't. Mm, yeah, I mean, I. I feel the same but I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit but I just want to know what you think Kirith, because you know for you obviously your parents uh were came from Kenya didn't they and not India mm. and and so how how do you feel about all of this so um 
I'm quite somebody somebody who's quite connected to my past and my past is important. Where we come from to me is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kenya, I always consider like a second home. I have memories growing up there. If you go through my photo albums, my second birthday was there and there's like, you know, a nice party out in the back of the house there. And, you know, um, my dad spends a lot of time there. I haven't been back for a good few years though, but it's still somewhere I have a connection to because my, you know, grandparents even my great-grandparents, some of them spent time there. But then I have, you know, which might, I've said it before on here, but for those who don't know, I've never been back to Punjab or India. But I have an affinity for that too. I can't watch something about my bind or something without getting emotional. Um, we had a family reunion for one part of my family, so my nanaji's part of the family, which I organised with a couple of my cousins, um, where we had the family tree rolled out, we had old photos like all over the walls, um, and people were out to walk around, and like kids were like, "Oh my god, that's my great great grandfather," and my, you know that kind of thing. And I think as as generations here in the UK go further on, like my brother who's twenty five, he doesn't really care about probably Kenya or India at all that much. Mm-hmm. He listened to his Punjabi music and he understands all of that. Yeah. But, but like for me, like I think if you if you've been there yourself a lot of the time, or if you have a close connection with something, or you understand your heritage or that kind of thing, it just means more to you. If like yeah. I can like with that part of the family where we did that uh, reunion with, you know, we can trace it all the way back to Guru Arjan Devji's time, and That's so amazing. you know, it, like yeah. and that again connects you with your faith a bit more it connects you with you know that meaning that it gives you and you're like why would you not want to go and understand that why would you not want to go and touch that why would you not want to experience that and that's a part of me that that's part of my story um so Mm. for me like that whole thing is really important and of course I want to go back to the Punjab and my, my dad was like I think a few months ago we were talking to somebody and my dad's like oh yeah yeah you know he goes to India like and goes to the bin but he's never taken any of us um that was because he was rebuilding the house in the bin for the years that he went so it was like it's just going to be messy but then then he's never taken any of us back and like he thinks we're not interested I'm like who told you we're not interested because I'm yeah. planning to go even if I don't go with you my parents we... did obligatory before you went to uni we all I mean we did this individually so before I went to uni before I met you ladies um, I had been in India that previous August and we started in what September right so mm. and and then my brothers did my parents did the same with my brothers so we didn't all go at the same well we did on a few trips but we we had to go that they felt like they had to yeah we we, we had to before they let you loose in 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 the world it's like remember where you came from (laughs) yeah before yeah before uni happened yeah (laughs) that's really funny but yeah they 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 you know felt that that was really important and I and I and I really appreciate that because it's those trips and the and the connections mm. you find and you know yeah. and the smell and sometimes there'll be a smell of like I don't know you oh, know like yes, in the yeah. wi- like of something burning and it just takes you back and you think oh my back, god yeah. I'm in the bin like this oh, I love this smell <laughs> and you're like I love it you know or yeah, like uh, 100%. I don't know, you, you take the kids to a farm or whatever and you're like actually that doesn't smell the same it smells different but yeah you do you do have those you do have and you want yeah. to share that then you want you want you know you, you want your kids to have that and Veer went. Go on. I was just saying that Veer went with his dad for a wedding, 
and there was lots of family from here going and 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 it was great they had a great time and I and I feel really happy that he had that experience because it's you know he had nice. such a good time yeah such a good time and I you know I hope that 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 sows the seed in him that he will you know off his own back want to go again and they do actually yeah. so they do so definitely would take them take them back but do I feel like I'm do I feel like it's my like home no but even when you say motherland yes I'm I am my my parents were born there and you know most of my mom's younger life would have been there from, to the age of like 20 yeah. but my dad was 13 you know when he when he first came over so mm. I don't know I yeah I think some so, people yeah. have a stronger would have a stronger connection maybe or mm. when you know our, you know some of our cousins go yearly you know they've always taken their children there and I would and like to the summer holidays and things like that you know mm. but we just go oh no it's going to be too hot <laughs> well, and it's also it's incredibly it's, a, it's it's an ordeal with your kids like you know to go the whole of you there and like it's a lot of money as well and and the heat so there's certain seasons which you wouldn't want to go in but like I don't know like for me it's just like I feel I totally identify with what you're saying and like the certain smells and things like that that really take you back there and even for me sometimes it's how the light hits like I'll go outside and the yeah. way that the light is it's like oh you know you just feel like you're back in a certain place in India and I was really really feeling that before I went to Ghana something I don't know every few years if I don't go I'll feel this real kind you'll of longing it. to go I'll miss it and then I you know one day I went outside and it was like the way the light was I was like oh you know I really miss it and I want to just go back and then I was feeling like oh you know I was kind of like mm, is is my husband's motherland is Ghana going to fulfill this thing in me of how I'm feeling right now because this was just before we went and at the same time like my parents at that time when we were in Ghana they were in India so they were there so you know maybe we would have could have gone there if we didn't go to Ghana, mm. Ghana but it, but for us because it was so important to kind of balance that thing with our kids because they've been to India two times and so was um, Tony, but then I have never been there and the kids have not been to Ghana. And so it was, it was a really important to balance it. And you know what? It, it did actually, for me, um, fulfill something in me of like another home. And it, and obviously I don't have any like roots there myself, but like I have to, for me, it's, it's quite important that my kids do and like my husband yeah. does and there is family there. And, and it's part of your story. It, I know. You say, like it's you. His family is your family. That's exactly. Your story there That's, now, right? And and the and the and the really nice thing is that since we've come back, well, even before we went, my parents were like, "Oh, we want to come one day." And so definitely, since we've That's come nice. back, they're like, "Oh, next time we're coming, we're coming." And I, and it's like, and you know how obviously, you know, I'm Punjabi Indian like you, and it was a big deal for me to get married to my husband and everything like that. And so that growth from here to them then saying, "Do you know what? Uh, we actually feel a connection with Ghana because of." you know, our son-in-law and our grandkids, we feel it already and it makes us want to go with you there and experience that because my dad actually said this to me and and I thought, you know what, like I'm quite lucky in that way and that's really nice. But it was nice to feel like, it's got that very India vibe. It's got a very, it's very, very, at one point I got very confused because, (laughs) no, no, I was because, no, literally I went, we arrived in the evening, right? And like my sister-in-law's house was kind of the exact, you could be in Delhi in an apartment, right? 
and the, yeah. the the weather was the same it was the same kind of vibe there were like you know some random dogs barking in the night there was a cockerel in the morning like you know like random things like that and then I'm like where am I like I literally genuinely thought I'm gonna go outside in the and and see like random Indians and rickshaw valley around obviously I was in a different country so that wasn't gonna happen and then once we were at a mall and then see even like the malls are very similar and then I was for a split second I was like I went to this coffee shop we all went there together and there was loads of Indian people in there randomly and I looked around and I was like what where am I what country am I I was literally am I in Delhi or Accra like I'm really confused at the moment but it's definitely got a similar kind of a a vibe to it but I I feel like um, I don't know if you guys know this but like I I do sometimes say that I was made in India and delivered in England because I was literally my mum was already pregnant with me and came here to give birth to me like you know when you go to your parents Mm. to have your kid that kind of traditional thing and then my dad came over and then we were supposed to go back but our story is such that we never ended up going back so I don't know maybe that's why I feel a bit more connected to it do you know what I mean like it's a yeah. real big part of so the story, story I think. there's yeah you're conceived there so yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah like because we went, we, we went to because once um oh we were with like family in the car and my chacha was like pointed out a house he was like oh Rina you were born there that's where you were born and I was and everyone was like she wasn't born there but he meant you were conceived there conceived. but you you know yeah. it's a bit like okay uh, I do find <laughs> with like Kenya and like Uganda and Zimbabwe we've got like we've got family in you know Gambia and do you we've had family yeah yeah we've had family in lots of like African countries and it's like when people went from what was pre-partition India to to there it the climate that everything suited them like yes. you know I still my elders my masiya my like you know my late Bwaji and stuff used to make buriya and put them on the tat there in Kenya and yeah. we still get those handmade like I couldn't imagine buying buriya from a shop ever <laughs> Because I am so used to Those a particular case and a particular yeah. style of buri, and they make them because the weather suits it. When it's really yeah. hot in Kenya, they'll do exactly what they used to do in the bind, and that's how it's been taught there continuously. Whereas here in the UK, who makes buri I hear? Like not that many people do. You know, because you're not even going to get to dry them. You will literally exactly. will be raining, and you'll <laughs> you just have buri on. You would you literally just have to do use your airing cupboard. If yeah, we could have last summer when it was really hot, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, come on, somebody teach me how to make ready. I want to, I want to do this. I want to do this, but nobody had like whatever. I was like, screw you. But um, but you know, it's that kind of thing. And and I think sometimes that, and again, that bind mentality that they had because they went straight from the bind straight to there, which was in an environment that kind of was the same, yeah. Shall we say? And they lived in their little communal groups, like they lived in the bind there they kept certain things going because they could on there, just yeah. the way they did in India right yeah. and 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 because they could whereas here it's just a totally different ball game I speak to you know, my client Amrit, Amrit's dad when he came here from Punjab in 1956 he landed in the snow he'd never seen like leaves trees without leaves you know it was like winter yeah. and he was like what the hell is this? he thought mm. they were dead trees is what he said to me <laughs> he, you know it was just like you know he came as a teenager I think he was 14 or 15 or whatever he was and and it was a totally different ball game whereas if he'd gone to like Kenya or something at that age it would have been very different mm. I, I am I'm so um I'll be so interested to know 
how you feel and think about everything you know, when you go to India. Like I'm actually really looking Ooh. forward to you going because Glum. you Glum. Yeah, because no because like honestly, like I feel like somebody should make a documentary out of it because you know, you haven't been up till now and like you said you you are very kind of like aware of your culture and you know, yeah. in, in a way, it's kind of like you've got two motherlands, as it were, as well. One of which you haven't gone to, and one is obviously Kenya. Mm. So you just need to go to the yeah. other one. And it's strange that, like, that I have that affinity with Punjab, with like Punjab, and no wanting to know my bin. And watching, there used to be this like uh, on on Sikh channel. They used to be they for a while. They did Mira, I can't remember what it was Mira bin, Mira something, whatever it was. And they did my my mom's bin, and. Oh, um, okay. And I remember, I think it's probably on YouTube somewhere still, but I remember we all went to my my Manji's house. She was alive then. We all sat there and watched it. And my mom Manji was on it and my Nanaji's brother was on it. And I was sitting there watching with my, like, just, I'm getting emotional now, but my tears streaming down my face oh. thinking, they were possibly my grandfather's friends. I want to go and talk to them. I want to go and do that. I want to experience that. I want to, you know, connect. Whoa. So that affinity it's just like that longing to know where yeah. i came from and you I, I feel like you will yeah. be it will be will be very emotional for you when you go mm. i can i know already Dishula, Janal, you know yeah. loads of them because are you going are you planning a trip <clears throat> i want to go yeah so i'm i'm hopefully well fingers crossed next year i want to go yeah mm, do yeah it. yeah definitely i, mean, I want to go i'm not planning i'm i've said it i've put it out there but yeah i, I want to go um mm. i've got a really busy actually yeah I've got a really busy rest of the year this year um beginning of next year but like yeah I'm hoping like next year at some point I will I will go and yeah. carry on filling up the rest of my family tree which has got like 500 people on it already but yeah that's amazing wow. that's amazing um yeah no I, I definitely think I know people who are listening might disagree but I definitely think it's it was like we're all made of these pieces like jigsaw pieces and that's kind of like you know some of those pieces are there that complete your story and I and I know that people are existing with like oh yeah you know we're British this that and who cares fine but I I think a part of you I don't know just to even if you're not feeling it and you're not like mm, I don't want to you don't have to live there but just to kind of just to go and see because I think it's very different to be in a place rather than just hear about it or see it on tv or you know it's very it. yeah i mean i have cousins who've gone back to india and be like i'm never going again like oh wow <laughs> just, they've gone back to the bin and like they had you know i think like with the younger crowd that's what i'm saying with the younger crowd i don't know if that connection's there i mean they were born my cousins those those, those ones that went, were born in kenya and came here when they were quite young they've been to kenya and back a few times but going to india and going to the bin for them was like a i'm never going back Oh yeah. my god, that I was. I think just a lot like of crazy. young people have only gone. I mean, their first trip has been maybe wedding shopping or you know st stuff like that. I've not gone when they were younger, mm. maybe. Um, well, they went for a wedding trip, and right? then they went to the bind. And then once I think they experienced the bind because the bind was like the little gullies you can't take a car in. I think it was really wet when they went. It was raining, yeah. jumping over mud, and he's just like, I can't. I don't know how people do it. Mm. I couldn't do that. I'd never want to go there again. India's once was enough for me. I'm yeah. like, it was like that. It was like, oh, oh no. I know. Oh, I was like, oh my God. That is a shame. You, you know what? I have to yeah. say, though, I, I have to say that I, I do know people like that as well. And then literally uh, all they went to, and this is people in loads of different mother countries, all they went to was the village. And that's it. And they were like, oh God, they hated it. Like, we didn't go anywhere, we didn't see anything. And like, I feel mm. like um, with, with my dad, 
because he traveled a lot in India before and he was, you know, was a fully grown adult, like in his 20s, late 20s when he came here. Right. Um, I think what he did with us was he took us around to loads of different places. He we traveled to so, like different states. You know, we went to random places like off the beaten track, like random tea plantations or random places in, mm. you know, Ajmer, knowing Rajasthan. Him, knowing him, it's probably like, you know, on an overnight coach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a- no, no, no. We have went on an overnight. Listen, w- when I was at 15, an overnight train from Delhi to Rajasthan and back in, and, and the toilet was literally a hole oh. in the train floor in the, the bathroom so that your actual poo went onto the track. Now, now things have progressed. No, no, don't don't get scared, kiddos. Uh, that was back then in the nineties, right? Now it's very nice, but you know we have done all these things, and we and so we know it's not just about okay, we go to the house and stay there. Although we did do that and and loved mm. it as well, and that and I feel like because when we went to Ghana, my my husband was very much like, oh, I want the kids to really go there and think of it as a holiday place, like enjoy it, not just like there's your granddad's house, that's it. Right. Do you know what I mean? So we so they we 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 did see family and things and, and went to touristy things, but also did that kind of like poolside resort vacation yeah. re- resort life. Mm. I mean, like, you know, so like going to Mombasa in Kenya is really it. important. Yeah. Like, you know, we do your bits. You do, yeah, it's but, really but that makes you too. feel like, oh, you know, it's a place that is a, a desirable nice. place to go, yeah. you know, and it's nice. We have a nice time. We eat nice, you know, not just like, oh, God, the same thing, like. And, and and that has happened. Like, I feel all of them, um, I mean, they do feel like it's about India, but the, the little one doesn't really know much about it. And the older ones, they do know, but it's a little bit vague. But they definitely feel with Ghana, because they're older, that they've got, you know, when you get that feeling of like, oh, I would want to go, I would love to go again. And I loved it. And I, and I, and to me, you know, the person that I am, that's an important thing. So, yeah. Yeah 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 well ladies we are coming to the end of our lunchtime live hour and um so i just want to say thank you once again for joining me um it's been lovely talking to you as always and i hope that um those who've been watching have enjoyed it and if you're listening i hope that you've enjoyed this episode please do share it with people um drop us a comment and let us know your thoughts on social media uh, make sure you're following me at sisterhood on mommy imperfect or at rena d annabelle and if you're on facebook there's a mommy imperfect facebook page as well uh, you definitely make sure that you subscribe because recently i'm hearing from people who are like i never miss an episode i've subscribed i get all the updates and everything so definitely make sure you do that But that's all from us for now. Peace out, Bernie. Bye. Bye. Bye.